Hello, and welcome to Study, Apply, Thrive podcast. I'm Vita Cash, your host. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm glad you're here. Today's podcast is a recording of me preaching at Flow Church for our monthly women's ministry. And the topic is about being diligent. Diligence and the ability to be diligent is a superpower that will take your life to the next level. So grab your tea, your Bible, your journal, and your favorite pen and prepare to be blessed by the word. Thanks again for listening. Hello, ladies, and welcome to Flow Church's Women's Ministry. I'm Pastor Vita Cash, your host. I am excited about the word tonight. It's going to be so good. Um, if you would just do me a favor and share this with someone, go ahead and invite all your girlfriends, your mom, your aunts, your cousins, your co-workers, every woman that you know, go ahead and invite them to join us and fellowship with us tonight. We're going to have a great time in the word, just digging deep into something that I think is going to help you have a wonderful fourth quarter um, this year with COVID. And remember when it first started out, it was coronavirus and then it turned to COVID-19 or whatever we're calling it, the thing, whatever. It has derailed the plans of so many women. And you began the year in January with your vision board and your journals and your plans and your goals and your expectations and excitement. And then March came and everything just went left and we thought, oh, by May, it'll be back to normal. Okay, by July, it'll be back to normal. Surely by August, it'll be back to normal. And here we are in September, the end of September, and we're still trying to figure out exactly what this thing is. And I want to encourage you that even though all of us have had some unexpected events happen this year, you have the ability to have an amazing fourth quarter. God is giving you something that I'm going to show you tonight that will help you to either stay on track. For those of you who stayed on track, praise the Lord. I'm so happy that you were able to do that. And for those of you who got distracted by all the things going on in our society, I want to encourage you to get back on track because there's something on the inside of you that will help you to be able to do that. And if I were to ask you, what's your superpower? And before we get to superpowers, I want to invite you to tell us what kind of tea you're drinking. I am drinking my absolute favorite tea. It's African Red Rui Boost Eye. This is my absolute favorite tea. It is so yummy. You don't need any sweetener with it. It's good. <laughs> so tell us what you're drinking and where you're from. I'm just so excited about the word. I was just ready to just jump right in. But this is our tradition. If you listen to our podcast, Study Apply Thrive, or if you've ever joined us for women's ministry, you know that we always have our little tea time. And I want to know what you're drinking. So tell your girlfriends in the chat what you are drinking. And if you're watching and you're not chatting, go ahead and jump in the chat. Just go ahead and select the screen name. If you want to remain anonymous, you can come up with a different screen name. But go ahead and be a part of the conversation so you can feel like you're in the room with us. You want to be in the room where it happens. Okay, so back to my lesson. If I were to ask you what your superpower was, go ahead and start typing in the chat what's your superpower. And I bet some people may say you can clean really fast or you can, you're a good listener or you can see things. You have the spirit of discernment. Some of you might go deep and go into the gifts of the spirit, the gifts of healing, the gifts of prophecy, the gifts of teaching, the gifts of revelation of the word of God, the gifts of administration. Um, some of you may get, get into physical things. You can do a four, 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 forty. Am I saying that right? Football thing, a 444, you could run 40 yards in four seconds or something to that degree. Or some of you might say, you know, you can do 10 free throws or you can uh, do 10 uh, 
rounds of tennis back and forth, 10 relays of tennis or volleyball, um, you might be able to run a mile, a six minute mile, which is a pretty good mile, um, unlike my 20 minute mile, but we'll talk about that another day and another time. Um, You might go there, you might say you're a great hostess or you're a great teacher, you're a great cook, you're wonderful with children, you have a gift for ministering to other people about their marriage, you will go into all these superpowers that you may have. But there's one superpower that God has given every single one of us, and we all have the ability to tap into that power. And I believe that it's one of the powers that is underutilized by many believers because we want to go to, I want to be deep and spiritual. I want to pray in tongues. I want to worship God until I pass out. And I want to just cry before the Lord. And all of those things are good. Do all of those things. All of those things are absolutely necessary and absolutely a part of your walk with God. So I'm not belittling any of those things, but there is something so simple that God has given each and every one of us to be able to reach all of our goals, to accomplish all of our dreams, to fully complete the assignment of God on our lives. And again, I believe it's something that is underutilized because it's so simple that sometimes we think it can't possibly be that simple. It, it That can't possibly be it. Um, do you guys remember, I'm sorry, do you ladies remember, I guess it was the 1990s. There was this movie. I can't think of the name of the movie. Uh, I'll think of it later. But anyway, in the very first scene of the movie, they show you who the murderer is. And then you spend the whole movie trying to figure basic instinct. That's what it's called. You spend the whole movie trying to figure out who the murderer is. And in the very first scene, they show you who the murderer is because our minds are conditioned to think that it can't be that simple. And we usually look for the difficult. We look for the complicated. We want to feel like we've achieved something magnificent by solving the big puzzle. And sometimes it's not a big puzzle. Sometimes it's something so simple and so plain. And so this superpower that God has given each and every one of us to utilize to be successful in life, it is so simple. It's called diligence, that if you and I can diligently do all the things that we know to do, if you don't learn another skill in the fourth quarter of the year, if you don't learn Another thing, if you don't read another book, if you don't go to another workshop, if you don't go to another seminar, if you don't watch another YouTube video or another masterclass, or if you don't get some new, uh, see a new article that online that teaches you something, if you, if you just use what you already know. If you just employ all of the knowledge in the 100 books you already own, if you go through your whole year of notes and your journal from everything that Pastor Russell and I have taught you this year, in addition to what Holy Spirit has taught you in your personal study time, if you go through all the study group questions and the discussions that you've had with your study groups, if you look at your prayer journal and all the things that God has shown you in your prayer time with him, if you go through everything that God has already given you and diligently apply those things to your life, you'll be able to finish this year out strong without any regard to what COVID does, without any regard to what's open and what's closed, without any regard to what everybody else is doing, simply you and God can develop a plan for your life that will allow you to end this year strong if you would just use the superpower of being diligent. And that superpower of being diligent is an easy thing, but it can be a hard thing. I always say that losing weight is the easiest hard thing to do. Everyone knows how to lose weight, Eat less, move more. 
eat less, move more. That's a simple formula. Everybody packages it up different. Every All the big companies that promise you weight loss, they use different terminologies and different graphics and different uh, systems and all those things. But the, the basics of losing weight is eat less and move more. But even though it's a simple formula, if you're a person like me who really enjoys food, if you're a person like me who it's September, and I've already planned out my menu for Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's Eve. Don't judge me. That's just where I am with mine. Eating less and moving more, even though it's a simple concept, is not always easy to employ. It's not always easy to implement. And so when I say be diligent in everything that God has already given you, I understand that it may not be very easy to implement. It may not be very easy to employ, but I promise you it is worth it for you to be able to do that. And so I want to say up here in the beginning, and if you're taking notes, if you're tweeting, if you're sharing this on social media, this is something that I want you to just etch into your brain and etch into your heart. The number one enemy of being diligent is not not getting started. It's starting too fast. Beginning your diligence walk with a sprint instead of a marathon, because then you end up burning yourself out before you can really develop the habit of being diligent. If you say, you know what, I want to lose weight. And right now you have absolutely no many, no idea of how many calories you eat a day. So you could be eating 3000 calories a day, you could be eating 6,000 calories a day. You literally have no idea. And so you go from that on today, Wednesday, September 24th, to tomorrow, September 25th. I'm just going to eat 1,200 calories a day. I'm going to eat 1,000 calories a day. And you go from not ever knowing how much you eat to I'm, on, I'm only going to limit myself to this. That's going to last for three days maybe four, because you ran out the gate in a sprint instead of developing a rhythm of having a marathon. A marathon is 26 miles. A sprint is usually like 500 yards. And so if you talk to any professional runner, and the Bible gives us all kind of analogies of running your race with patience and enduring to the end and being a runner and all those things. If you talk to a runner, there is a very different method methodology of running a marathon versus running a sprint. If you're running a marathon, you slow out, you start out really slow and you're methodical and you're paced and you're controlled and you're very just methodical in how you do it. But then when you begin to see the finish line in sight, that's when you pick up your speed and that's when you run with everything that you have on the inside of you because you see the end is coming, but you don't start that way when you know you have a long way to go. And so the number one thing that stops us from being diligent is not that we never get start, started because all of us have started a diet on Monday. Amen. Everybody in the chat saying, praise the Lord. All of us have started a diet on Monday and we've done that literally, I don't know, 20 times a year, times however many years you are, minus 18, so I'm not counting when you're an adult and you create an a algorithm and you create an algebraic statement for that, however old you are, times 20, minus 18. And I'll tell you how many times you have done that. But we have all done that. We have all started out praying once a day. We've all started out reading the word once a day. We have all started out cleaning out our closet every week. We've all started out doing laundry, washing, drying, folding and putting away on the same day. Praise the Lord. That's a great feat right there. We've all started out. We're going to keep the lawn looking great. We're going to keep the family room clean. We're going to stop buying junk. We have all done that. 
with great intention, loaded with great information, laden with research. We have all done that done that, but we have not been able to continue. Why is that? Because we come out the gate with a sprint. We come out the gate like just, I have to make up for lost time. I have to do this. I have to do that. But you have to remember, God says that he's a redeemer of time, that at least in any time that you should see with your eyes and hear with your ears and change your heart, that he will come in and he will heal whatever land needs to be healed. But he doesn't need for you to be the redeemer of time. He's the redeemer of time. He needs for you to tap into your superpower of being diligent and allow him to make up the time for you and you just be consistent. Did y'all hear what I said? That God isn't looking for you to make up any lost time. So if you feel like, oh my goodness, I'm 35. I should be making six figures by now. I'm 37. I should own three properties and own this. I'm this. My credit score should be here. My weight should be here. I should be married. I should have so many kids. I should have this much money in the bank. I should own this many businesses. I should have traveled this many countries. I should have so many stamps in my passport. All you have to do today is make a commitment to be diligent and to begin taking baby steps to just be consistent in what God has told you to do. So let's define diligence. Diligence is just that being consistent by doing the same task over and over and over and over again with the same level of energy, with the same level of enthusiasm, with the same level of attention to detail, with the same quality of effort. It's being diligent. So if you get up and you start walking today, instead of saying, I'm going to walk 10 miles a day and you haven't walked in 10 months, let's just start with, I'm going to walk from here to the end of the block and back. Be diligent with that for a week here to the end of the block and back here to the end of the block and back here to the end of the block and that to back. And now once you've gotten that under your belt, then you begin to branch off. Okay, now I'm going to walk to the next block and back and then to the third block and back. And then I'm going to do a mile and back and then you'll build up to 10 miles. But if you try today to come out the gate running with walking 10 miles, I'm going to clean my whole closet today. I'm going to reorganize the entire pantry. We're going to clean this whole garage. We're going to do all this. Well, it's been messy all this time. So doing it one bit at a time now won't hinder anything, but it'll help you develop the life skill, the superpower of being diligent. Now, sometimes you say, I just need God to move. I need something. I need God to do something in my life. So here's Hebrews chapter 10. And look at what God says. Verse 36. Because you've been believing God for something. Oh, God, I just need you to move. God, I need something from you. God, I need a miracle. God, I need your favor. God, I need this. Here's God's response. For you have need of patience. This is what you need. You have need of patience. And patience goes along with diligence. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So he's saying you don't need a new degree. You don't need a new hookup. You don't need a new job. You don't need all you need to do is diligently do what God has for you to do. If you're in a season right now that's uncomfortable for you, do whatever God has instructed you to do during that season. And then he says at the end of that verse, and then you will receive the promise. Whatever promise God spoke to your heart at the beginning of the year through the form of a goal or a reward or whatever you want to call it, if you would just 
diligently begin to work towards those towards those things, you will be able to receive whatever God has for you. Now flip over one book to the book of James, because I want to show this to you that God has some promises for you that are related to just you being diligent, not related to your giving, not related to how long that you pray or how much you've given or how many ministry departments you serve in and giving is good and serving is good and praying is definitely good. You need to pray without ceasing, pray all the time. But there are some things that God can do in your life simply because you're diligent, that you're diligent about only having one cup of sweetened drink a day, just diligent about that that you're diligent about stretching every morning. You haven't done a full 40 minute workout. Just I'm just going to get up and stretch. I'm just going to get up and write in my journal for two minutes. I'm not going to do a whole 20 minutes, just two minutes. I'm going to diligently tell my spouse I love them every day. I'm going to compliment my spouse every day. I'm going to encourage my children every day. I'm going to work on my ministry every day for five minutes a day. I'm just going to, sometimes it's just going to be thinking. I'm just going to sit in a chair and think. Yes, you can schedule time to think. Everything doesn't have to be moving. You can schedule time to think, and I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later. Okay, James chapter 1, verse 12. It says, Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, for which the Lord has promised to them that love him. So it's saying, blessed is the man that endures temptation. And another translation, the English Standard Version says, blessed is the man who remains faithful and steadfast under a trial. So blessed is the man who's able to remain faithful and steadfast, the man or the woman who's able to remain diligent, that it doesn't matter if it's COVID coming. It doesn't matter if there's a windstorm. It doesn't matter if... um, there's a big sale at your favorite store. It doesn't matter if it's a holiday. You're able to remain diligent with what God has told you to do. You're focused on looking at the end goal. You're focused on your end game. You're focused on no matter what comes, I'm going to do my due diligence and I'm going to stay diligent. I'm going to be consistent because that's going to allow something so powerful to happen in my life. Do you know that there are many people who are very successful? There's this one actor and I I won't say his name because I'm not giving out any free endorsements, but I heard him do an interview one time and I was so impressed. He says, he said, this actor said, I don't believe I'm the best actor in Hollywood. Actually, I know that I'm not the best actor in Hollywood, but the difference between me and the other guy and why I always get the part is that I probably have the best work ethic than anybody else. I am able to endure. I have the best work ethic. I have the best tenacity and I am relentless about my goals. And so he's acknowledging that I'm not the best, but I have the best work ethic. Nobody can be more relentless than I am about reaching my goals. And as a result, this actor is making millions of dollars per show. He is at the top of his game with him admitting that he's not the best. And so you don't have to be the prettiest. You don't have to be the tallest. You don't have to be the most anointed. You don't have to have the most scriptures memorized. You don't have to be the fastest. You don't have to be the slowest. All you have to do is be the one who's willing to endure to the end, not the end of time to the end, meaning once you reach the goal. Because a lot of times we say, I want to lose 20 pounds. And when we lose 15 and we can see 20 in sight, instead of sprinting to the end, we get satisfied right there. We say, I want to save 
my $100,000. I want $100,000 clear and free in my savings account. And then you you almost there, you get to $85,000 in the bank and somebody's typing, amen, I received that passive You get to $85,000 in the bank free and clear and you stop running. You stop being diligent because you're so close to the end that you feel like you can lay off. But diligence says, I'm going to keep going till I get to the end. I'm going to endure to the end. It says that you have need of patience so that after you have done the full will of God, you will receive the promise because you have to understand that God has given us the assignment to be diligent, but there's something super that he's going to put on our natural when we're willing to do the full will of God by simply being diligent. Pastor Russell said it about three months ago, being methodical in how we approach life, that we get up every day and we do this. We moisturize our skin every day. And then after a couple months, we realize my skin looks the best. It, it has never looked as good even when I was a teenager because you developed a new regimen of being diligent. You develop a new regimen of taking care of your hair differently or drinking more water or walking more or sleeping more or whatever it is you need to do, that's when you're going to receive the promise. Let's keep going. I want to just prove this to you. Look at, uh, let me see, Exodus chapter 15. Exodus, everybody say, I'm diligent. That's your superpower. Being diligent is superpower. Not sprinting. Not trying to get there before everybody else. Not trying to make up for lost time. You know, I've been in this place for a long time and I need to move out of this place. I'm just going to run as fast as I can. I'm telling you, you're going to burn out before you get to your goal. You're going to burn out before you get to the reward. So you have to be methodical. You have to see it as a marathon and not a sprint. Look at Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. It says, and said, if thou will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord, diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord and will do that, that which is right in his sight. So it says to diligently hearken, meaning to stop and give your attention to what God is saying and to do. We've been good at diligently listening to God. We've been good at diligently analyzing what God has said. And we've been good at saying, ouch, that's me or praise the Lord. That's me or thank you, God. That's me or whatever um, interjection applies to you. But it says to be willing to listen and hearken to the voice of the Lord and do what is right in his sight. Now, in case you don't know what's right in his sight, let me tell you, whatever he told you to do, that's what's right in his sight. Not what he told your sister to do, not what he told your uh, your family members to do, whatever he told you to do, that's what's right in his sight. So you're quick and diligent and listening to the Lord, which means you have a lifestyle that affords you the opportunity to sit still before him and listen to him. And then you take note of what he's saying to you during that time that you're hearkening to him and then you're diligent to do what he said, not to add to it, not to take away from it because he's God and he knows exactly where he's taking you and he knows exactly whose lives you need to touch. He knows exactly who you need to be touched by. He knows exactly what scenic route you need to go by that's going to impact your faith and impact your result. He knows, So just even though it seems like you should be doing more, just do what he's telling you to do diligently. And it says, and will give ear to the commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. So there are some sicknesses that we can prevent from coming on our lives simply because we're diligent in what God has told us to do. Selah. There are some diseases, stress, depression, anxiety, high blood pressure, 
high cholesterol, uh, high glucose levels, all of those things that if we were to diligently do what God told us to do, go to bed, go to bed before midnight, go to bed before 1 a.m., get a good amount of sleep, wake up fresh so that you have time to sit with me before your day gets started so you can hearken to what I'm saying and then diligently do. You can reduce your stress level. You can reduce your anxiety level. You can reduce your your uh, your depression. You can reduce those things. You can reduce high cholesterol if you eat what I told you to eat. I didn't say eat fried food every day. I didn't say eat french fries every day. I didn't say that they're cursed, but I didn't say eat them every day. Uh, high glucose. I told you what to eat, fresh fruits and vegetables. So there are certain diseases. He says, I'm the Lord that heals thee. So here we have a promise of healing that's connected to our ability to be diligent. Not just diligent in our eating, but diligent in our rest, diligent in our meditation time, diligent in our moving our bodies through working out or walking or stretching or whatever. So there are promises. I'm telling you, this superpower of diligence will absolutely change your life. Listen, you're not trying to impress anybody. You're not trying to outrun anybody else. You're not competing with anybody else. You're simply trying to hear from God and do exactly what God told you to do. Turn to Proverbs chapter 12. I hope this is blessing you ladies. I want to motivate you to simply be diligent. You don't need to go out and buy all these books and workbooks and all that. You just need to be diligent in what God told you to do. Be diligent in registering for the Breathe Conference and inviting all your friends and family to be there with you. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to put that in there. Uh, Proverbs chapter 12, look at verse 24. It says, the hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Or the hand of the diligent in another translation, it says the hand of the diligent shall rule, but the slothful shall always be under the leadership of someone else. And so if you're looking for, well, how can I get that promotion? How can I become the manager, the supervisor? How can I get the C-suite? How can I be the CEO, the SES? How can I own my own business? How can I do those things? Be diligent. You don't need to go to another workshop. You need to spend your money and go to another leadership conference. You don't need to do any of that. You need to just simply use that superpower of being diligent in what God has already told you. Even if you feel like you don't know it all, do what you do know. You don't have to know it all right now. Can you master and build a foundation on what you already know? But Pastor Vita, I don't have an MBA. You don't have to have an MBA. Just become proficient and become an expert at what your area is is. If you make candles, be the best candle maker. If you bake cookies, be the best cookie baker. If you are a teacher, have the best organized lesson plans. Be able to uh, teach your children with, or adults with all different kind of learning styles. If you're a teacher, as far as the gospel is concerned, discern the word of God. Spend time studying the word. If you're a leader, lead with excellence. Don't be so far ahead of the people you're leading that they can barely see you and you can't hear their cries behind you. Be the best that you can be, be and be diligent at it right now. And the Bible gives you a promise that the hand of the diligent shall surely bear rule. And one translation says that means that you will have much, but the slothful will have little or have poverty and you don't want to be there. Diligence can break the curse of poverty off your life. Just being diligent 
about applying for jobs, being diligent about updating your resume, being diligent about having your resume ready and posted on as many online sources as you can have so that you can just have a regular stream of people calling you saying, hey, I have an opportunity for you, I have an opportunity for you. Uh, Pastor Russell preached this a while ago. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So just stay ready. Be diligent about staying ready. Just be diligent about staying ready. Um, I, I, um, but when I was having babies, by the time seven months pregnant, my baby bag was packed in case those babies came. Both of them came early. So I was ready to go when it was time to go to the hospital. I didn't have to start packing and getting things ready. I was ready when it came. I used to do this. I don't do this anymore. I used to keep a list and I'm talking about a serious written down list of gifts I wanted. Skew numbers and all. Ladies, I was serious. I would go to the store and ask for the skew number of things. If Pastor Russell would come to me and say, I want to bless you with something, I'd be like, oh, here you go. Here's the list. You don't even have to figure it out. Skew numbers and all. I was diligent about that thing. I mean, diligent because I wanted to bear rule. I didn't want to have to be under tribute of somebody else. Okay. Um, Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21. This is so good. The superpower of diligence. And it's something that's totally under your control. No one can stop you from being diligent. Nobody can stop you from controlling your own behavior. Even if you have a toddler, Pastor Vita, I got this toddler running around. You don't know. Put them in the bed. And when they go to bed, you're diligent about doing what you can do. Diligence doesn't mean that you have to get everything done. It means that you get done what you can get done. You do what you can do and you do that diligently. You don't have to all of a sudden become a mom who grows her own organic vegetables in the backyard and jars all your own uh, tomatoes and make your own preserve. You don't have to do that. Just be diligent about getting the organic brand at your local grocery store. Start there and be diligent about that. Okay, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5. It says, The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but of everyone that is hasty only to want. So it says, The, do- the thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but to everyone that is hasty only to want. Again, using the example of looking at life as a marathon versus a sprint. Um, you see an idea, oh, I need to have that in my life. I need that in my life. And hastiness, just, just hastily, you run out the gate. And after six weeks or six days or six hours, you're tired already of what you started. And it leaves you wanting. It leaves you burnt out. It leaves you frustrated with yourself. It leaves you feeling like, why couldn't I endure to the end? Why couldn't I do that? But a person who is diligent, a person who understands I'm going to be doing this for a long time, so I don't have to do it all at once. That person is able to harvest in plenteousness because they understand that they're not in a race to get things done. Their goal is to be diligent and endure to the end and complete the task that God has placed on their heart and placed in their lives. They're not trying to run and race and get things done. Be diligent. Be diligent. Ladies, it's just so simple. Wrap your hair up at night. Just be diligent. It's so simple. And I, I'm not throwing stones. I'm just saying it's not about the big things. It's not about be diligent about working on your business plan when you don't, you don't even know what you're good at yet. Don't do that. Don't focus on that. Focus on what you can control. I'm going to put lotion on every day. I'm going to be diligent about lotion every day. I'm going to be diligent about a cup of herbal tea every day. I'm going to be diligent about cutting back on salt. 
I'm going to be diligent about spending time just for me. If it's only 20 minutes a day, I'm going to find 20 minutes a day and I'm going to steal away just enjoy something I like. I'm going to work on a puzzle. I'm going to look at an episode of my favorite show on Netflix. I'm going to listen to a book. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to call my girlfriend. I'm going to play a game on my phone just 20 minutes a day. I'm going to be diligent about taking care of myself for 20 minutes a day. I'm going to be diligent about reading to my children. I'm going to be just, I'm not talking about changing the whole world. I'm talking about changing your world. And there's a big difference. Sometimes we set out to try to change the world when we haven't effectively dealt with what needs to be changed in our world. And I'm not talking about changing your spouse or changing your children or changing your siblings or your mom or your, your fellow co-members at Flow Church. I'm talking about changing you. Change, you know the things that God has told you to change about you. The, the simple things, your sleeping habits, your eating habits, your reading habits, your talking habits, the way, and I'm not talking about diction and, and articulation. I'm talking about speaking faith over fear. I'm talking about talking like the kingdom versus talking like the world. I'm talking about singing things through the filter of God. Just begin there. Be diligent in those things and it's going to bring you to plenteousness. But if you try to hurry up, it's going to take you to haste. It's going to make you hasty and get you in a place of always longing and always wanting. And that's one of the most painful places that you could ever be when you feel like you're always wanting something, that you're always not having what you need. You're always longing for something and you have Jesus in your heart and you feel like, well, I'm a born again believer. What is it that I need? And so you say, well, I'm going to try this. Well, I'm going to join this club and I'm going I'm to uh, take this class. I'm going to do this. And the void that you may be trying to fill is the plenteousness that comes from being diligent versus the want that comes from being hasty. Slow your roll. And just begin to be diligent in the little things. Begin to be diligent just every day. I'm just going to get up and wipe my counters off. Just really best me to wipe my counters off. But once you get used to those counters being sparkling, then you're going to want the cabinets to sparkle too. Then you're going to want the stove to sparkle too. Then you won't be able to stomach a nasty uh, microwave anymore. Then you won't be able to look at a dirty floor just because you became diligent with wiping down counters. You became diligent with just texting someone every day and saying, I love you and God loves you. Is there anything I can pray with you? You want to become an evangelist? You want to become a worldwide evangelist? Begin there. Text somebody every day and say, how can I pray for you? Not the same person, somebody different, somebody you haven't heard, somebody who owes you money, somebody who owes you an apology, somebody who, oh, you can do all things through, because some people are saying, I can't do it, Pastor Nina. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Start there. Start by affirming yourself every day. I'm brilliant. I'm beautiful. I'm anointed. I'm friendly. I draw people to Christ. My children rise up and call me blessed. My husband is known in the city because of how great I am. Get up and begin to speak the word of God over your life. Just start there and watch it lead to plenteousness. Watch it lead to plenteousness. Okay, we're going to end here in Luke chapter 18. And this is so good. Everybody just say, be diligent. Just type it in the chat. I'm diligent. I'm diligent. It's your superpower. Get a t-shirt made. My superpower is diligence. That's a good one. My superpower is diligence. We are diligent women of God, armed with the light of Christ, armed with the wisdom of God. We are diligent and we get results. Our lives lead to plenteousness. 
our lives lead to us being leaders. We are not under tribute or under the authority of someone else other than those who God has placed in our lives because we're diligent. We're not always wanting something. We're not always looking for somebody to fill the void for us. We're not looking for somebody to come and validate us. We're validated within ourselves and our relationship with God because we are diligently seeking him and we know who God is in our lives. And I'm telling you, ladies, this diligence will change your life. And every single woman watching this broadcast right now has the ability from God to be diligent. This is not something that is without of your grasp to do. So here in Luke chapter 18, and I'm going to summarize the story for you. It's starting at verse one and it goes through verse eight. So there was a woman and he said a parable unto them to this end that a man ought that man ought always to pray and to not faint. So this is talking about being diligent in your prayer life, that you want to always be praying about the same stuff. Some people say, well, once I ask God, once I'm not asking him again, because I know it's done. Well, the Bible says you just ought to keep praying until you see it. We know that it's done, but just out of faith, we keep asking until we see it. We keep asking until you believe in God for your marriage. You keep asking until you see it. You believe in God for a new job. You keep asking until you see it for a baby. Keep asking until you see it for deliverance from illness or healing from illness. Keep asking until you see it. Keep asking until you see it. Uh, there was a, there was in a city, a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a, whim, a widow in that city and she came unto him saying, avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God and know, and not regard man yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her least by her continual coming, she wearies me. So there was a, a judge, an unrighteous judge. He said that he didn't fear God and he had no regard for man. He was just ungodly, didn't have any regard. It sounds kind of familiar to somebody that we hear now um, in our country. This person didn't have any fear for God. They didn't have any, uh, any reverence for man, any regard for man. And this widow comes to him for help. And initially he tells her no. But then he says that after a while, he avenges her or he gives her what she asked because she diligently kept coming back. So he basically, it wasn't that he did it because he wanted to do it. He did it because he got sick and tired of her asking. And all the parents know exactly what that is. Your children will ask you the same question a hundred times until you get up and give them what they asked for. Or until you just flat out, no, we're not going to do it. But those kids will keep asking and keep asking and keep asking and keep asking. And if you have a child who does that, do not drive that out of them. That's them operating with childlike faith. And until I see what I ask for, I'm going to keep asking. And that's the faith that we need to have as women. Until I see what God has said, I'm going to keep asking. Verse 6 says, and the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? So he's saying, hear, hear the story. If this unjust judge is willing to give this woman what she's asking for simply because she keeps asking, how much more is your father willing to do because you cry out day and night to him because you're diligent and you're asking. But remember, asking as faith people, we ask 
we believe, and then we have action to go along with it. So you're diligently asking and you're diligently preparing and you're diligently asking and you're diligently preparing. You're diligently asking and you're diligently preparing. And then the Bible says that nonetheless, God will surely give you what you're asking for simply because you asked for it a thousand times. There is so many promises connected to you and I being diligent. Again, you don't have to go learn how to do backflips. You don't have to learn how to have a great sales pitch. You're not trying to game God. You're trying to improve yourself and get everything that God said that you could have simply because you are diligent. So go back through your journal. Go back to January. Go back to the very beginning and look at all the prayer things you wrote down, all the prayer requests, all the plans, all the goals, all the desire. And then look at the dates and note, when was the last time I asked God about that? When was the last time I worked on that? When was the last time I picked up a book that was already on my shelf and kind of brushed up on those skills? When was the last time I baked a, a, a low sugar dessert? When was the last time I did a low sodium meal? When was the last time I had a meat free meal? When was the last time I walked? When was the last time I exercised? When was the last time I apologized first? That's a C-Law moment. When's the last time I did that? When's the last time I forgave first? When's the last time I evangelized? When's the last? And whatever those things are that's in your plan for the year, go back to the beginning. I want you to pick them up now. And I don't want you to pick them up so you can sprint. I want you to pick them up so that you can walk with patience. Remember Hebrews 11, you have need of patience. I want you to walk slowly with it, but diligent. I want you to keep moving, be diligent. I want you to move and keep, and then you'll notice that after a while, you'll feel lighter and your pace will pick up a little get a little bit and plenty of this will begin to come on you and lack will begin and want will begin to fall away from you. And you'll begin to see that area of your life change simply because you were diligent. Ladies, this is your superpower that I want you to tap into for the fourth quarter of the year. We have about a week before October starts, which, which begins the fourth quarter, but I want you to start today. I want you to diligently start today. When this broadcast is over, I want you to take a minute you can take five more minutes before you go jump into doing laundry or getting on to watch your favorite show, whatever it is you want to do. I want you to take five or 10 minutes and make a list of maybe two things you know you need to be diligent in. And some of you, Holy Spirit is speaking it to you right now. You know you need to be diligent with something so simple, reading the word, praying, getting on the prayer call, going to study group, attending Sunday service, worshiping at home, even though we're not getting together corporately together in person. We want you still worshiping at home, listening to worship music, worshiping God every day at home, lifting your hands before God and worshiping him through music. Uh, diligent about your self-care, diligent about your diet, diligent about your wealth, diligent about saving money, diligent about not overspending, diligent about how much time, screen time you have on your mobile device. Maybe you need to cut that back a little bit. Diligent about just little, um, this, this is before you take a seminar, this is before you do a business, this is before you buy a website domain. I'm talking about fixing the little things about you so you can develop the lifestyle of a marathon style diligence and watch plenteousness come on your life. Watch lack and want leave your life and you will end this year strong. COVID can come, COVID can go, that matter. You will end the year strong because you tapped into your superpower of diligence. I pray this word blessed you. 
Pastor Russell and I love you so much and we're always praying for you. If you are watching for the very first time, welcome to Flow Church. I'm so happy you joined us today. If you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to do that right now. You don't have to stop doing anything or start doing anything. All you, all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and he will be your Lord. And then from there, you need to join a Bible teaching church, not any church, join this church. And we'll begin to teach you the things of God that will lead to righteousness and holiness that will begin to change your life. We have a new members class. We have study groups that are both designed to help you begin to become a student of the word of God, one that hearkens to the word so that you can do. And then we don't want you going through that process alone. We want you to tell 10, 20, 30 of your friends, I received Jesus and I joined this amazing church. Come and join with me so you can do study groups together, so you can do prayer calls together, so you can attend conferences together, so you can do all of the um, outreach events that we do together. You want to do those things with your family and doing them with your friends. Don't just tell them about the highlights after the fact. Invite them to come and be a part of this church with you. And we want you to do that today. We want you to uh, give. Giving is a part of the Christian lifestyle. As Christians, we don't have to give. We get to give. We want you to give. And you can do that by going on Cash App or a PayPal or our website. And I'm sure our hosts are putting all that giving information in the king in the um, in the kingdom in the chat. Kingdom minded right now. Giving is a kingdom agenda. We take the funds that you use, that you send to the ministry, and we use them to reach other people. We use them to do outreach. We use them to be a blessing. We use them to just spread the gospel. So we want you to be a part. You want to have a legacy of helping someone beyond yourself. God blessed you to be a blessing. And so you want to be a giver. We want you to register for the Breathe Conference. It's going to be so amazing. It's our annual women's conference that focuses on stress, depression, and anxiety. And we're going to have some great conversations around those topics and they're going to bless you. They're going to help usher healing into your life. And listen, this is what we teach about stress, depression, and anxiety. God has a plan of healing for you. And sometimes that plan is simply you making some lifestyle changes. And sometimes it's you going to see a professional counselor or therapist. Either way, God gets the glory. And so if you're dealing with depression or stress right now, please, please do what you need to do to get the help that you need. Register for the conference, but the conference isn't until October 22nd. If you're dealing with some issues right now, call here for prayer and you can get that. They're putting the number there. You can call us for prayer, text us for prayer, join the prayer call in the morning. And if you feel led to call your primary care physician to go see a therapist, do that too. It'll be for your good and for God's glory. So thank you for joining us today. We pray that you had a great time. We'll see you on Sunday at 8 a.m or 10 a.m. for live services with live chat, or at 6.30 for the rebroadcast. The only difference is, same word, there's no live chat going on for the rebroadcast. Have a wonderful week. Share this word with somebody. Be blessed. We love you.